Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. So how big is your definition of prosperity? Because Thanksgiving's coming up, of course, this week, and Thanksgiving is all about acknowledging the things for which we are grateful. And I have to say, I'm still in this ambivalent emotional space because as I have been working to discern what it is we're actually doing for Thanksgiving, we're spending it with some friends uh, this year, there are two words, two words I have not heard mashed potatoes. This is really a quandary for me. So I'm wanting to be grateful, wanting to be grateful, knowing that there is no shortage of mashed potatoes in the universe, and yet it might not be Thursday. So that is the consummate first world problem. So in my list of first world problems, that's where I want to start. So how big is your definition of prosperity? How, what are you willing to be grateful for? That's the big topic that I would like for us to lean into today. Because we teach prosperity in New Thought as a matter of course, because this is an abundant universe. Everyone has the opportunity and the potential to experience prosperity and the fullness of life. And that often means we start with the material things. Yay, there's no shortage of stuff in the universe. If you have a closet, you probably know what I'm talking about. And, or a junk drawer. There is no shortage of stuff. And so we, we give thanks for the material things. And then we elevate that and give thanks for some of the immaterial things that add richness and fullness to our lives, like our relationships with others that are loving and supportive, our friends, our families. And then we elevate that a little bit more and give thanks for this great big world and our opportunity to experience the majesty of creation in it. Like, like I, I, I always love this time of year in this part of the country because the, the slow motion fireworks show we get that is so stunning even just driving along the, near a business park, if there are some trees lined up and you see the light coming through the trees, you think, that is just stunning. And I'm right here in the business park with offices around, and I'm just admiring the fact that nature's beauty will always show up without fail, without being asked. And then we look at even larger ways and things for which to be grateful and one of them that I'd like us to figure out, uh, not figure out, but just kind of experience and express today is wisdom. Are we grateful for wisdom? I don't know about you, but I often look up to the people that I think demonstrate wisdom. Do you? Does anybody have heroes or people you look up to? Or, you know, we think about the people who get wisdom often had to go through some stuff to get it. Wisdom comes from experiences in living life, the great, wonderful, easy experiences and the hard ones that really force us to lean into our inner depths and strength and access what we in unity call the Christ within or the spiritual potential that we all have. And wisdom brings with it the capacity to hear what's being heard and also what's not being heard. 
Wisdom brings with us, brings with it the capacity to make wise judgments, taking into account conventional and non-conventional thinking. It is a gift and it is counterbalanced against its opposite ignorance. Ignorance, which is narrow-mindedness, which is shallow, which lacks empathy. Are we grateful for wisdom, even though we know it will cause us to lose our ignorance and even sometimes our innocence? Scripture addresses this. In the oldest known Christian scripture, this is 1 Thessalonians, a letter written by Paul to a church in Greece that was composed of Gentiles. And remember, in the early Jesus movement, most of the people were Jewish. Paul had this radical, crazy idea, and so did Jesus, for that matter. The kingdom of God was open to everybody. Everybody, y'all come in. We'll love each other equally. We will we'll do good deeds, and we'll welcome anybody in. If, if you're a human being, you have a place at the table. So there was this early community that was experimenting with this really inclusive way of being. Heavens to Murgatroyd. They faced a lot of opposition. Can you imagine people being opposed to living together as one and being and caring and loving one another, regardless of what group you came from? It's just crazy. Who would oppose that? Well, at least in the first century, they had a lot of opposition. And they were struggling as a community. How, is this even worth it? Why don't we just go back to our lines and our divisions and our separations? It seemed to be the easier way. But no, Paul had some words for them. And he says, but we appeal to you, brothers and sisters, respect those who labor among you and have charge of you in the Lord and admonish you. Esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, beloved, to admonish the idlers. We call it a poke now on Facebook. Encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with all of them. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise the words of the prophets, but in everything hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Note that Paul said, give thanks in all circumstances. He did not, did not say give thanks for all circumstances. Because a lot of what was happening to that community, maybe you can relate to. There's some stuff going on then and now that we probably would not give thanks for. And yet, and yet, to live prosperously, to gain wisdom, means to have the capacity and the wherewithal to be willing to give thanks in all circumstances. Well, it begs the question, well, what in the heck are you giving thanks for? Well, there's a list, isn't there? 
And each and every one of us can make a list. Because gratitude is the great multiplier of our good. Because if we are willing to look for things to be grateful for, we will find them. And if we are wanting to look for things that are problems, we will find them. So you have a choice. You, I have a choice. We all have a choice. Do we want to co-create a world that works for everyone? Do I want to create for myself or you for yourself a life of abundance and prosperity? Or do you want to create a world of victimization, separation, and discord? It's a choice. And it's an obvious choice. Just look around. Giving thanks in all situations means to give thanks for your and mine and the world's inherent courage to do what is right. Dr. King said at a time is always right to do what is right, even if nobody is looking. Give thanks for the capacity to love. Jesus spoke about this. He even said, pray for those who persecute you. That is an act of love, and don't give in. Pray for and give thanks for the capacity not to repay evil for evil. There's plenty of the people in the world who will gladly do that for you. It is a harder row to hoe to stay grounded in gratitude when things are not going well. But it is exactly the course we must take. And you must take, whether it's something big picture out in the world or in your personal life, whether it's dis-ease or discomfort or addiction or relationship malfunction. I just coined that term. <laughs> or a financial setback. Give thanks that we are always one with the limitless, inexhaustible source of divine ideas. As where there is a way, will there is a way, and that way is presented to us often from out of the blue, another name for God, of an idea that we can act on and we can move on. You know, one of my greatest tools for addressing financial challenges, um, I work in the nonprofit business, if I can tell you all about it, um, and I have a charge card, is to give thanks for the vendors who offer services in advance. It's another way of saying that when the bill comes, give thanks that it came. And you might think, well, why would I do that? Blah, 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 blah. Because this is evidence somebody has faith in you that you will pay it back, even if you do not have that same faith in yourself. So giving thanks for the vendors in our lives, that's a way of addressing it. When we are ill, giving thanks for the people who come and offer help, the nurses, the PAs, the aides, the assistants, the care teams, the friends who bring food, giving thanks. Wow, I may not like being flat on my back, but there are people who love me. I can give thanks in that circumstance right now. And when there has been a loss of a love, I have a very dear friend of ours we recently lost. I'm so grateful for the community that has grown and flourished because of that experience. We would do anything to give, 
give anything to have our friend back. And a way of moving through the experience is giving thanks for the new friends and the new relationships that have formed as a result of coming together. She brought us together. I am prosperous. And in each of these individual circumstances, they come at a price. And yet I have learned in this most recent experience how to be more compassionate and loving and tolerant of people who are hurting. And in times of illness, I remember when I had malaria. That's not fun. Don't get malaria. The people who came to help, I'd never been in hospitalized before. That's pretty cool. Although I am concerned about the noise-making machine that goes off at random times in the wee hours of the morning. I didn't understand the pots and pans down the hall. I don't know what that's about. And in times of financial challenge, to have found ideas and ways to move through those. Those are painful experiences, and yet they open me up and open you up and open us all up to wisdom. Wisdom to know how to navigate the world, how to share the experiences with others, to give them hope that, yes, you will get through this. You will make it through, and you'll be okay. Somehow, some way. Wisdom. And yes, in the collective, when we experience big picture issues, pandemics, systemic racism, vigilante violence, leaders who abrogate their responsibility to work for the common good, we will find the divine ideas to heal and move through and leverage these experiences for the betterment of all. And most importantly, we will access the strength, the willpower, and the wisdom to know how to do so. Even when it seems like we have no more energy left to deal with these big picture items. You know, somehow humanity has got to hear. When if we look back at history, it seemed like the universe was putting us through a crucible to burn off the purifications. You know that's where hell comes from, don't you? Even though I shared the other week that Albert Camus wrote in his line, play no exit, that hell is other people. Um, hell, as translated in the Christian scriptures, is the Greek word Gehenna. Gehenna was a place where when the Israelites moved into what is now modern-day Palestine or Israel, where the native people who were living there at the time burned their refuse, including human sacrifice. There was a fire burning all the time. And that place of eternal fire was translated into English as hell. Metaphysically, when we are going through hell, what we are doing is burning off the impurities that keep us from expressing the true light of Christ that we are. And when that happens, we gain wisdom. It's hard one, and it's imperative that we be willing to do it. Ah, it's kind of a downer, isn't it? Well, let's change gears then. 
So how do we do this? Next slide. Let us remember something else that Paul said. In writing to, uh, in the letter to the Philippians, in all, any and all circumstances, he says, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of, uh, well-fed and of having plenty and of, and how to get through being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So we might say in unity, I can do all things through the living power of truth. I can do all things through the spirit of God within me. So this year, when we are gathering for our 6,000 calorie meals on Thursday, whether or not they're mashed potatoes, I'm willing to let it go. I'm totally willing to let it go because I know there's no short. I can find mashed potatoes through the power of the Christ within me. I can search them out and find them. This year, I invite you to have meaningful dialogue and conversation about the wisdom you have developed in your life. The great lessons that you would want to impart to others. And the great gifts of wisdom that others have brought to you. For us to move forward as individuals and as a collective, we need to access wisdom, not sound bites, not little short memes or f- on Facebook, true genuine stories of how we've overcome, how we've learned, and how we have discovered the majesty and the beauty that each one of us is, because that is the truth. And you have a very meaningful and potato-filled Thanksgiving. Peace be with you. Namaste. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.